Hey everybody, it's been a while, so today is a catch-up episode. Hello and welcome to Diary of a Student Pilot. My name's Bobby Frankenberger and I'm a student pilot. I am learning how to fly as we speak. Well, not literally as we speak. I'm I'm sitting in my office recording this right now. I'm not actually flying. It would be a lot louder if I was actually flying. Um, um, let's check in with my logbook. I am 33.4 hours into my flying and um, I don't even remember what it was last time. It's been a really long time since I've recorded one of these. And and I don't have an excuse. I think at the beginning, the reason I was have I was I was not keeping up with a weekly schedule was because, and this was two months ago maybe, uh, was because things were it was it was hard to fly. There was a lot of weather issues happening. There were maintenance issues with the plane that I fly, scheduling issues, a lot of things that will sometimes cause cancellation of your lessons were all happening all at the same time and so um it just it just the universe was crisscrossing in such a way that made it so that i wasn't able to fly hardly at all for a while there and i got out of the habit of doing these because it kept feeling like well why do i want to update this diary i haven't even flown i think i was just sour about it because obviously i there's things to i'm still thinking about flying there was reasons to do this so I'm not going to keep beating myself. That's not what this episode is going to be. I'm not just going to sit here and beat myself up for not <laughs> recording episodes. What I want to do instead is get you caught up because I have been, the pl- last couple of weeks, I have been able to fly consistently in a lot and a lot of exciting things have been happening. And so I want to get everybody caught up because things are moving now. So like I said, I'm 33.4 hours into my training and I'm actually, I'm actually so what have I done since since all that? I've I'm... I've had some really great landings. So my landing, my landing, the landing situation has gotten much improved. Um, I am consistently able to land a plane without any input and help from my instructor. So hands off, my instructor is hands off the entire flight now, every lesson that I do. I'm able to land the plane. Um, really, well, you know, they're not pretty landings. That'll come with time. Uh, but but my landings are happening every time uh, without any help, and I'm able to get the plane onto the ground. That's really good. Um, that's essential, I would say, uh, to being able to fly a plane. And, and I'm really excited about that. Uh, since then, um, I have started the phase of training where I am practicing cross-country flights. I've done one. I've planned... I've completely planned a one whole cross country flight and and executed that flight. So for those who don't know, who maybe aren't into aviation and are, are just listening to to hear me um, give updates on how my flying is going, a cross country flight means something very specific in in aviation and in and when you're learning to fly. Cross country flight refers to any any flight that you do that is greater than fifty nautical miles. So, um, that's a, a nautical mile is 1.15 statute miles. So when you say greater than 50, you're talking about like a 55 to 60 mile 
distance. So it's it's certainly not across the country, but it's a it's a decent distance because that's as the crow flies or as the plane flies. <laughs> that's uh, just a straight distance. So what I did, I live here in Columbia, South Carolina, and we flew down to just outside of the Charleston area for my cross-country flight. Uh, that's where I grew up. So I thought it would be fun to do that. We didn't have enough time to go all the way to Charleston. I actually want to plan another cross-country practice flight all the way to Charleston, land um, and land at the Charleston Executive Airport right on the coast there, and uh, and then fly back. I thought that would be really fun, uh, a really fun flight. But but I did it. I did the cross-country. And let me tell you what. I thought I was getting really good at flying. My instructor told me, man, you are handling the aviating of the plane really well. You can get up in the air, you can fly that plane, and you can do it great. You're really good at that. And so I felt really confident. I planned this whole flight. There's a lot of math involved. I love math. Um, so uh, I did a lot of that. Uh, planned all the different checkpoints that you have to do. I'll talk maybe more, maybe when I start planning another one of these, I'll talk more about the details of, of planning a cross-country flight. Um, but uh, let's just say there's a lot of work in planning. It took a few hours for me to plan it. Um, it was my first one, so it took it took a long time. And uh, and when you get up there in the sky and you think you know how to fly, holy cow! You add all this like paperwork that you have to do while you're flying a cross country flight, and um, and it it was a lot harder. You're also communicating with air traffic control. At least I was. I I got flight following. Uh, from air traffic control from our from Columbia down to Somerville, and it was it was it was quite an experience. It was very difficult, very hard, and very rewarding and fun to do. Um, so that was cool. I've done a cross country flight now, uh, and and planned those. So what else has been going on? Um, oh, let's see. Well, now what I've been thinking about is I am. I am in the phase. My instructor has basically told me that I've gotten to the point where he would have soloed me now if he could. Now, what is, I think I've explained before, solo means that you're, you're now able to fly the plane. As a student pilot, you're flying the plane without having to have an instructor in the seat next to you. Um, so I'm in the plane by myself. You can't carry passengers or cargo or anything like that. Um, you can only be up in the in the air by yourself. It's kind of like having a, a a permit, a student driver's license, where you can drive around by yourself to practice. You're not a fully fledged licensed driver yet. Well, I'm not. I won't be a fully fledged licensed pilot when I am solo, but I'll be able to be up in the plane by myself. My instructor has said I'm ready to do that. You're ready for it but he can't yet. And the reason he can't is because I have a special situation. I am blind. I am completely blind in my right eye. And so that makes it so I have to, before I can fly, basically there are a couple of things that you need as a pilot. You have to be licensed, right? Um, but one of the things you have to do before you can fly solo is you have to have a, a medical certification from, um, a flight from a, an aviation medical examiner. It's a doctor who's been trained to give aviation medical exams. Um, and so I've done that. I've gone to the doctor. I did that a long, long time ago. And and 
my most people they go through they get the exam and then they're handed a medical cert- certificate and they're good you're ready to go you can be solo whenever you need to be my certificate had to be deferred because i'm blind in one eye there are vision requirements of course for flying and i did not pass it because i'm blind in one eye but that doesn't mean that i can't fly what that means is that i have to appeal to the flight surgeon's office the faa and i have to let them know this is my situation um and i need what's called a a statement of demonstrated ability it's i have to basically get i have to prove to the faa that i am su- i am able to fly re- despite my um setback but despite my disability i guess you could call it being blind in one eye i can still operate as pilot in command of an aircraft and uh, to demonstrate that i have to take an extra test i have to go up with an faa um, examiner and i have to prove to them that being blind in one eye i'm not visually impaired to fly an aircraft and and um, that's where the phase we're in right now once i do that once i fly up with one of them they will give me a statement of demonstrated ability it'll be the only one i have to get i won't have to retake this test it's called a soda statement of demonstrated ability i'll get the soda and and then once i get that i will i will be given my medical certificate certification because i have everything else and then after i have that in my hand i will be able to go solo so we're ready for me to go solo i just have to take this medical flight test and i've been talking with the faa examiner in the area and I've been scheduling it. I've talked to the person on the phone um, about some concerns I had, and we're we're ready. Um, I'm hopefully going to be able to get it scheduled next week, <laughs> um, which is a little scary. I think before I think this this next week, the next episode I record of this diary, I'll probably talk a bit about what is required in that exam. But that's where I am right now. 33.4 hours in, I'm actually sitting here in my office recording this before I'm about to leave in 15 minutes to go do another flying lesson. I'm probably going to um, fly out to an airport, do some landings and come back. It's supposed to be a pretty smooth day. Probably in in the, the process of that, I'm going to practice some of these things that the FAA examiner for this medical flight test is going to ask me about, you know, spotting aircraft, um, doing smooth landings, uh, rounding out at the appropriate height. Um, identifying obstacles during emergency landing procedures, stuff like that. And tuning the radio. I have to be able to tune the radio quickly. These are all things that I can do. But anyway, um, I'm going to be practicing some of that. And I wanted to get in here and give everybody an update. Um, this is, this is, it's happening. Once, once the solo portion happens, apparently things are going to move quickly. I think we did some math and I only have about roughly 20 hours of flying time left theoretically i can complete everything in 20 hours is is what we what we calculated um, some really exciting parts of the training are going to be coming up so diary episodes that i'm really excited to do like night flying and more cross-country planning and simulated instrument flying and stuff like that but anyway that's where i am right now um next time i'll i'll focus maybe on a topic because I've, I've i'm committed i need to do these once a week so i'm committed to recording i'm going to try to 
to record these once a week from now on, regardless of what I talk about, even if it's just to get on here and say, hey, I flew and it was fun. Cool, bye. <laughs> It'll keep me in the habit of of doing these. So um, I hope everybody's having a good time and and uh, and things are moving along. I'm really excited about it. I will catch you next week on the next episode. Until then, have a great time and look up in the sky and maybe you'll see me. I guess the disclaimer here is that none of the advice or information that I give during this podcast should be considered official advice or information. I am a student pilot after all, and I could be wrong. So I hope you enjoyed the episode and see you next time.